0: back ladies and gentlemen to A Road to Qatar, Breaking the Lines is podcast all about the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar coming to you this winter. Today we're joined by two friends of mine, um, Alex Barker, also you might know him as Euro expert and Danny Pinto
1: from the Salazar podcast. How are you doing boys? Very good, thank you. very happy to be on. I've been uh, very happy to be here at this podcast. I'm excited to see where this one goes.
2: Yeah, Rit, Alex, uh, nice to talk to you guys again. It uh, it's been uh, it's been a while.
0: It has. It has um so Danny just for um just as an introduction to the uh, listeners uh tell us a bit about who you are, um or who you um work for and um what you might be thinking a little bit in brief just about Portugal's chances.
2: Okay, I I was thinking we were going to get real general real quick, but um <laughs> uh yeah, my name is Danny Pinto. I am the host of the Celeste Sound podcast. Uh the podcast uh, covers the Portuguese national team. Uh and if you've been living under a rock, uh you can tell that um you know things are not going as swimmingly as we all had hoped uh at the end of November of last year, but uh, we are here at the uh the onset of the of the FIFA uh playoffs for uh, for the World Cup in the in the winter and uh, Portugal's uh, one of four teams in their group to try to get in and uh I've been hosting the podcast uh, since May of 2018. Um, we have a great partnership with uh, Portugal.net uh, and uh, and Tom Kundert uh, over in Lisbon. So uh, we've been doing that for uh, just uh, just about three years. And uh, yeah, just uh, you know, I love this national team. It's uh, it's my uh, it's my number one uh, sports passion. Um, and uh, excited to talk to you guys uh, about it and uh, hopefully see them through uh, to to the World Cup this winter.
0: Oh, that's uh that's uh, quite the passionate uh, response there. Um Alex, just for whoever might not know you, uh tell us a bit more about yourself and just tell us a bit more about uh football and TikTok and um you know how <laughs> yeah. how how your past uh k- past uh activities with national teams has been.
1: Well uh, that's a very that's a very good actually way to introduce myself. I think the, the, the sharpest, quickest way. You can know who I am is I'm the guy who said that Turkey would do really 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 well at Euro 2020, and so I'm also the guy <laughs> that got that horribly horribly wrong. Uh, but they're involved in the game we'll be talking about yes. in this episode, so maybe I'll maybe I'll hop back on the defence wall of.
0: So as um as both of them have sort of uh, um alluded to, we are going to be talking about the way for qualifiers that are coming up at the end of this month and we're going to take a special look at italy and portugal um and uh hopefully um you know just understand a bit more about where both teams are how both behemoths of the european game have reached where they are and you know just generally talk about what could happen because at the end of the day one of portugal or italy are not going to be playing this world cup and that's quite a sobering reality um just want to get to you danny um we've had well, Portugal have sort of been their own worst enemies, um, I would say, since maybe like the end of the Euros before last, the one they won. Since then, it's been this sort of, um, I don't know how to put it. it, it feels like it's been this like slow climb back to where they were. And it's just the manager or maybe the system in place is not making the best of what I consider to be a golden generation in Portuguese football, the likes of which I haven't really seen since the early 2000s.
2: Yeah, and, and just, to, just to piggyback on what you said uh, earlier, you know, one one of Portugal or Italy may not make the FIFA World Cup. Guys, in a weird scenario, both of them may not make the, yeah. uh, the World Cup this winter if uh, Turkey or North Macedonia have, have anything to say about it. But in uh, you know in the lead up question here uh yeah 2016 was was just such a such a glorious time uh to be a supporter uh, of of this national team um you know style of play was never going to wow anyone um but but what they did was just hunker down uh pick their uh, you know pick their spots and and, and converted on uh, on each opponent during that during that uh, that tournament, yeah, three three draws, barely got them into the the round of sixteen. Uh, they only had one uh, match that ended in regulation in the knockouts, uh, and that was the semifinals against uh, against Wales, and then wow. that epic goal uh, by Eder uh, in the hundred <laughs> ninth minute. Um, you know, July tenth of of twenty sixteen is going to be forever. Etched in the in the minds and the hearts of uh, of Portugal fans and fans of this uh, Celeste song, but you kind of started seeing. And I won't go drastic in saying the wheels have fallen off because they still may make the tournament, um, but that's another argument in itself. But you kind of started seeing it a little bit when they did not qualify, or they, when they when they bowed out, I should say, in the round of sixteen in the World Cup in twenty eighteen to Uruguay. Uruguay yeah. had two had two opportunities. They scored two goals. Portugal dominated that match and uh, and wound up uh, wound up uh, on the outside looking in uh, in in the knockouts. You then go to qualifying for the Euros. They finish second. You fi- you go to the Euro the European Championships this past summer. Not really a strong performance really in any of the matches. Yeah, no. And then and the uh, and the uh, we talk about the wheels falling off the The four two defeat to Germany should have been the wake up call of all wake up calls to the entire federation, that what this national team is doing and how it's being coached and how it's being led uh, needs to be seriously looked at, or in my opinion, needs to be changed and needed to be changed. After we lost to Serbia in the last match in qualifying for the Euros, or excuse me, for world for the World Cup, in a full. Lisbon at the Stade de Luge for the first time since the pandemic. Everything was aligned for the Portuguese national team, yet somehow they not only did not qualify, they lost at home in front of all those fans that were there for the first time in unison in a in, in a full pack stadium. So, um, me personally, I don't believe that Fernandes sh- uh, should be coaching this team uh, presently, um, but here we are, uh, and the scenario I think everyone is kind of uh, struggling with is do we, do we lose <laughs> and finally get him out or do we endure another, you know, 10 months or nine months of Fnun sunch at the helm. Uh, obviously I, I'm the, I'm on the latter side. I, you know, if it means that the world cup is, uh, is part of uh, Portugal's future, then I'm all for non-sunch still being there. If that's the only way that we're going to get there. So um, mm. yeah, if there's too much, t- there's too much talent and there's, you know, if you look at the roster from twenty sixteen to twenty twenty two now, I mean, there's upgrades over the field. There's no reason for Portugal to be in the scenario that they're in,
0: yeah. And you know, just Alex, just wanted to uh, let you chime in here. You know, we talked a lot about Portugal on our former podcast uh, at Eurowatch. and uh, you know we at least at least between between the both of us, I was a bit more bullish on their chances. Um, you know, has has anybody in the Portugal setup wowed you in the to the extent where you think that okay, this person will rise up to the occasion? This is the game changing moment that's meant. For
1: you. Um, I guess one who I think he had fleeting moments at Euro twenty twenty, but if you could keep Renato Sanchez fit, he's yes. kind of like he's kind of like mm-hmm. Portugal's Marco Verratti in a sense where. He only plays twenty times a year, but every time he plays, he's the best player on the pitch. And uh, you saw that recently uh, in Lille v Chelsea, uh, even though uh, even though Chelsea won that game, they were sort of like pinned back a bit, uh, quite a lot of the time. And there was Renato Sanchez just culminating that entire game. But the issue is, is that he's got uh, uh, he's got a body that's made of glass, or not even glass. It just seems to strain so easily. So I think he'll be. He'll he'll be kind of be someone I'll be keeping an eye out for. I'd also be interested to see the Ronaldo thing really because Yeah, that was, in... I was
0: I was gonna get to that 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 tasty that uh, spicy meatball.
1: Well this is a nice segue, <laughs> look because over over in the UK, I know you guys are in the US, over in the UK is a very divisive issue. Like it's a complete split between people saying respect one of the greatest learners of all time, like and look how many times he's won the games for United this season, and other people saying He's a he's a huge problem that people need to work on. And from what I've seen of, uh, I think, Danny, you might, I think you might be a good friend of Nathan Mott. He he, he seems to be uh, a more stern defender of Ronaldo with good reason as well. And I lo- like Nathan quite sure. a lot. So I, I'm very interested to see what happens with Ronaldo and if Portu- if he causes Portuguese fans to get behind him even more or maybe they even start to question if he should be starting or not.
0: You know what? This actually segues into a really good point, Danny. Um, I uh, was starting to play this uh, game with a few of our guests where um, I'm going to give sort of two options, like a question with two options. You got to pick one of them. So I'm going to go a little rapid fire, get a bit of a sense of, you know, who who you think you might want in this.
2: Um, yeah, are, are you, I, I'm sorry. Did I, did I jump in before the rapid fire?
0: No, 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 no. We're just going to do it right now. It's okay. <laughs> I can I can edit this. But um so uh do we want Rui Patricio or Jose Sa? Uh
2: Rapid Fire you said. Sorry. Uh I will go with Rui Patricio. Oh, uh, right.
0: okay. <laughs> um either one of uh, Pepe Jose Font or both.
2: <laughs> Man. Um is there is there a Gonzalo Ignacio uh option? because... That probably is. Gonzalo, the... Ignacio is one of them. Ignacio is uh, one of honestly, them. If, if honestly, if I have to take one, obviously, I'm going to take uh, Pep.
0: All righty. And, and this is just a reminder. It's because Ruben Diaz is going to be injured for four to six weeks, very likely going to be missing nearly all of the uh, qualifiers. Okay, going a little ahead. Um, William Carvalho, uh, Ruben Neves. Uh,
2: let's go with uh, Ruben Neves. All righty. Um... <laughs> Now
0: we're getting to the tasty part. Uh, uh, Bernardo Silva or Bruno Fernandes? Cool.
2: Oh, putting you on the spot so here. It's that so is tasty. It is, it, is, it is breakfast time here on the West Coast of the United States. Um, yeah. Let's go with Bernard Silva. I'm going to go with form.
0: Yes, very, Ooh. very interesting one. I that would have probably said the same. Um, João Felix plays or João Felix doesn't? Does he start or does he not?
2: uh ronaldo at uh, secondary striker or ronaldo at center forward center forward oh
0: this this is this is the one i wanted to come to <laughs> and and this is largely why i've seen ronaldo struggle or at least as me as a united fan of see him struggle is that i don't believe he's a center forward i don't believe he has you know the legs to stretch defenders on um you know be involved in the build up play run back to defend I, I I honestly don't know is he is is he just a really good luxury option to have you know put him put him right next to a hard working forward or you know do you build the whole attack around him because I felt like See, started, I, it's been part of the problem and the solution
2: uh, I I believe uh, I when I say center forward I would want him to play as a secondary but I don't believe the team is built nor is the system that Sunch has in place would he um Flourish, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, the, the attack is always going to go through Ronaldo. Now we can talk about should he be playing ninety minutes. Uh, that's a that's a thing. Like I, I for one, um going off a little bit of a tangent here, but if people have said, oh, he should be coming off the bench. I think Cristiano Ronaldo would be the worst sub in the history of football.
1: Not because <laughs> of his
2: quality, of, not because of his quality of play. Because I think he obviously is, um, if not the greatest, one of the greatest of all time, but when he's on the field and Mm -hmm. if you if you put uh, if you put him in for the next 25 30 35 minutes it's going to be most likely a ronaldo show for the next 20 25 30 minutes and i don't know we've never seen him come off the bench we don't know what that would look like and i think that would be a much bigger interruption in flow than him coming off the pitch because then you're left with nonsense and you know if if for whatever reason Let's say let's let's uh, let's pretend that he's going to be not in the starting lineup against Turkey, and he goes and plays 20 minutes against Turkey and Portugal bow out. The first question is going to be why, why didn't Ronaldo, Ronaldo start? Why didn't he come in earlier? And whereas if you can play him as a starter, kind of dictates when or if you take him out instead of the need to force him in. And I think that's where the transition in his national team career. Um, is is going, I'd much rather sub him out than sub him in. Interesting,
0: that's um, and and you know, just getting to that center forward point, you know, it, it gets me to segue a little bit into where I wanted um, actually chime in a little bit. Um, you know, Italy, on the other hand, I've also really just you know, surprised everybody by being in the position they're in, and um, they've won one out of their last five games, they've drawn all the others. And it's 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 a situation that's gotten so bad that Roberto Mancini has turned to. Well, this is the low key moment. That it, you must be really desperate if you're coming to me for help because Mario Balotelli has been called back to the squad after a good spell in Turkey.
2: Alex, what uh, year is this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I, I I just want to get your thoughts on this, Alex, as you know, lovers of the international game. Is, is 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 he, like, one of the players that just gets you excited? Like, this is either going to end really well or really badly. I'm just excited that it's happened.
1: Well, in a way, I'm sadly a bad person to ask about Balatelli in Turkey because I don't know if you guys know, in the UK, it's impossible to watch Turkey highlights. Like, I'm, just, I'm not even saying it's impossible to watch the games. I know you guys probably might have, like, issues with rights and things. Maybe you don't. Maybe La Liga uh, over here, we don't have the rights to... I don't I don't have Premier Sports, so I can watch it. No, there's no There's no broadcaster that shows Turkish football. And even more weirdly, there's no YouTube channel that shows Turkish football. I think it, the one that is for Europe is blocked in the UK. So I am literally completely in the dark with what Mauro Balotelli is doing. Apart from the fact he's scored, I think, like 10 goals this season for Adanya Demispo. And I know Turkish football is not in a good spot. I guess it
0: can't hurt. To... He's come from Serie B side. He's come from a Serie B side as well.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I thought Serie Serie C. I, yeah. I mean, I, it can't, it can't hurt. I guess it can't, it can't really hurt. I've been the most I could add really is interesting. I was listening to an interview with him the other day uh, from the Athletic over here, and. Uh, it it, it, it it really did hammer home the point of when Balotelli was coming through for Italy, he was seen as their next best ever product. He was seen sort of on the same level as I guess Mbappe would be seen now, but it all just kind of fell apart for him. So it's and it'll be a nice redemption arc when I look at Italy. I do I still think they will go through because North Macedonia won't be much of a threat. Uh, I think Portugal go for against Turkey as well, we I mean, they'll get again ahead of predictions, sir. So, so, then the Portugal is the interesting one. I still think they've got enough. I think, it really, I, does
0: think, it have... all, I think, yeah. Go I on, think, go on. I, yeah. I think one of like the things with Italy is that even when we saw in the Euros, their centre prob- problem, f- the centre forward problem, is still a problem. Neither Insigne nor um nor um Immobile are really, you know, really are that sort of leading apex type of striker. Back to the goal, turn around, whack it into the top corner. You have all these great, great attacking forwards, Dominic Berardi, Chieta, even Sandra Tonali coming in, Lorenzo Nsini. It's like, there's a lot of great spices, but where's the sauce? Like, I,
1: mean, who... I guess in contrast, Portugal, you could, some may argue, some may argue I, I think I would argue, they have a bunch of centre-forwards, in essence, that Italy will probably die for. I mean, I was just looking at the two, I don't say, but how many other national teams would die to have Diego Jota playing up front for them? Um, he's not going to play up front with Ronaldo in the team, or at least starting. So it's interesting the contrast between these two teams.
0: Yeah, it does come to that point, and I mean, obviously, like sort just to like circle back in on Ronaldo. I know it's a tired point, is that we've 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 seen this film before, haven't we, Danny? We've seen this um, Portugal backs against the wall need to qualify for the world cup and are, 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 like out of thin air and like it, it it's it's almost like a broken record. Ronaldo just comes out and pulls something out of his hat. And my question is, and this is where, you know, like to end on is that does he have another trick to pull out of his hat or have we seen all the tricks from Ronaldo?
2: Well, I mean, he'll, he'll be well-rested. Um, yeah. <laughs> do I th- I mean, he, he I don't think in this, in this run of, of, um, you know, from Portugal ever since, ever since, uh, 2004, when, when Ronaldo first burst onto the scene, I think the, I think the, the role of, um, favorite has never really, uh, felt like a, a, a role that Portugal was ever comfortable with. I think with the exception of their run in 2006 in the world cup, where, Many people thought that they in heading into that semifinal may have been the best team uh, in in the last in the last four, but At ever Deco since, team. like, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. At Deco team. Oh yeah, that's, absolutely. That's how I so, remember it. Go on, go <laughs> on. So it's uh, so it's you know the role of favorite. I don't think they've ever been comfortable with. You know, some people say that's part of the DNA of this national team. Uh, I think that's just an easy answer to say, but I mean history. Proves that um, when asked to um, be the fa- be the favorite, they haven't shown up as as many times as they have relished the underdog role um, that you know got them the 2016 uh, European Championship. So, um, does he have another? You know, does he? Have, I mean, he's yeah, he's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's got he's got I these guys that think that he is um all national team. I think he is going I think uh, over Man United, over his time in Real, over his time um
0: yeah, Portugal has always come
2: Yeah, Juve. Portugal's always come first. However, I think if they don't qualify, seeing the last of him in a Portugal shirt because I don't think the Nations League would drive him and I don't think that um trying to qualify for uh the European I mean unless he takes a break until European qualifying, which I guess is within his right. He's thirty seven years old. But I, I do think that this is the best opportunity for him to obviously win a World Cup, which is the last thing on his mantle that he does not have. And if he has to wait until twenty twenty six, uh I don't I don't think I don't think that's gonna be a, a likelihood. So um he's done it all. And he's, you know, he, he has every record possible internationally. Uh, I do think, though, that if they fail to make it to the World Cup, uh, I could very well see him not playing for the national team, at the very least, uh, for the rest of 2022.
0: All right. So on that bombshell, I'm going to leave it here. Uh, thank you so much, Alex. Thank you so much, Danny, for uh, giving us all your uh, spicy hot takes and insights. Um we hope to have you again on the pod soon. Uh, we're going to be you know, covering uh, the qualifiers. We're going to be covering uh, you know, more interest piece stories all throughout the World Cup. So don't miss a beat. Follow uh, Road to Qatar on Breaking the Lines on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Love to hear from you again. Love to have you listen. Thank you.